Hi and welcome to Motorsport Now. My name is Jay Paveley and today's guest is Reese Yates. Reese is currently a WRC2 driver and he's come up for the ranks very, very quickly. I won't spoil anything though. I'll let him talk and tell everyone about his career so far. Um, but I just want to point out for his first few minutes of this interview, he does talk about what he's done so far in 2020 and one of those events was Rally Sweden. And for those that aren't um, in motorsport, Rally Sweden was quite challenging this year for some drivers because, well, all the drivers actually, because um, Sweden's normally a very snowy event because obviously where it is. But this year, the temperatures were a lot higher and they still had to use the snow tyres, which got studs on them. And that snow and ice just wasn't there this year, but they still had to use those tyres, which obviously put people potentially in a slightly difficult position so I'll let him talk about that but um, it's a really interesting interview and Reese gets really into the kind of personal ins and outs of his competing so without further ado I'll let Reese introduce himself. Hi I'm uh, yeah I'm Reese Yates and I do some rallying I'm doing WRC and BRC in a Fiesta R5 for M Sport and yeah it's all good sat in an office and thanks for having me on. No reason. Sounds like you were living the dream before it all stopped then. How was your season going up to that point? Yeah, it was going good. Like we did two rounds of the WRC and we did one round of the British Championship. Um, Monte Carlo was Monte Carlo. Like it's pretty crazy. Like it's an amazing, amazing event. Don't get me wrong. Like sometimes I think I, I like, I find myself not moaning about it, but just. I don't really have that much positive to say about it when I actually talk to it back because it's it's an amazing event, it's a great event, but it's just so difficult. Like everything about it is just long. Even it starts from like a three-day recce. You'll do a two-day test because you can't test on a dry tarmac because it's not going to be like that. So you want to try and get different conditions. So you'll have a two-day test or a we always have just a one-day test. Or we have like a th- we have a three-day recce and you have like it starts on Thursday night and you'll have two stages, not a super special. And it's a great event. It's a great achievement when you get to the end. But at the time, like it at, that is the one of the toughest events I've ever done by far, just from logistically and just everything about it. So yeah, I mean Monte Carlo was a was a um, it was a challenging event for the first time because the first time I because it all came together last minute the M Sport thing. I drove the Fiesta around Blyton Park near me for like, I don't know, like three laps. And we were like, right, let's go to Monte Carlo because it just all happened so fast. So the first time I drove the car properly was on the test two days before. So, yeah, it was uh, got thrown into the deep end a little bit. And the plan was, and it all went to plan. I got lucky on the Thursday night, um, but uh, just smashed into a barrier, just we weren't fully the gravel note crew and me. I just weren't fully kind of aligned a little bit, and yeah, I just went into there and just we got really lucky. And then on Saturday we got a little bit unlucky, dropped like eight minutes in a ditch on Saturday. But we got it to the end, got a fourth place, and everything I wanted to do we kind of ticked boxes. The last day I wanted to push on because I knew the stage was a little bit better and the conditions are a little bit kind of um, they're a little. They're less changeable anyway. They're a bit more consistent. So I could push on a little bit on the last day and we had a good day there. So Monte Carlo was like a tick. Happy with that. Happy with the team and everything else. Then we went to Cambrian Rally, the first round of the British Championship. So that was my first time on gravel as well when we went there. Because it was quite close together. You know, that end of Monte Carlo, you get back, have a bit of a rest. And then I think uh, the Cambrian was the 9th of February or something. So you had like seven days to kind of prepare so we went and did a test 
before. First time on gravel, car felt great. Um, Cameron was good. Like I just made a mistake on stage three, and with this, with the event being quite small, uh, quite small, quite short, it was quite difficult to kind of you had to kind of go for it from the start, which was good for me because that's what I want to kind of work on as well. So we had a good first stage, but then I made a mistake on the second one and kind of just didn't manage it through, but just kind of just managed expectations a little bit. You know, you're never going to take you're never going to take 25 seconds out of Oshin Price or Matt Edwards in Wales on the Cambrian. You're going to struggle to do that anywhere, never mind there. Um, so then I just kind of managed through and got a third. So that was a good start to the championship. And then Sweden was difficult. I don't know if I'm guessing you saw the conditions. Yes. Uh, it was pretty crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the event did the best they could with what they've got. No one can control the weather. Um, but... I am going to sound a little bit outspoken here, but I'm going to say it anyway. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> like it just felt a little bit like we were. Um, I mean, the top drivers were all moaning about it, and you have to be careful of where you kind of at as far as I'm no top driver to be going and shouting my mouth off about where you are, what you're doing, and stuff like that. If you're Sebastian Ogier, you can say exactly what you want. You're six times world champion. You go for it. And some of the things you were saying, I did agree with, you know, safety and stuff like that. You know, FIA, it's FIA, we do everything for safety and we make sure everything's safe. But then you're going down a gravel stage on the wrong tyres, on the quickest average rally of the year, through some trees where normally you get snowbanks. And it's fine when it's a quick average when you have some snowbanks to protect you, but you're on the wrong tyres. And every, every stage, pretty much every stage, at the end of the, of the stage, say it was 20k, the last 3k would be ice, all the rest would be gravel. So you take all your studs out, then you get to the ice at the end when you need them, and they're just not there. So it's it were a positive and negative, you know, like it's difficult to kind of think, right, we're at a world championship and you've got to push on like this. Um, but at the same time, it's great for experience, great for driving and stuff like that. And I just managed through through there and I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, but then at the same time, like it was just all so new. You know, I'd not really done much on ice anyway, never mind ice tyres on gravel, which I don't think many people have done. But I think the special, the kind of the specialist in Sweden then suddenly became even more specialist because they knew about, you know, none of them have driven up probably on conditions like that, but they've driven on gravel with snow at the side of them. You know, last year when I did it, a lot of the snow cut away um, and there was gravel. So you're kind of driving on gravel, but then maybe three corners later, you're back onto the snow. So you kind of have that little bit of... Um... So yeah, Sweden was difficult because I love Sweden. That was the, like the best event I did last year. Like it's insane. Like the only rally you can ever get away with being flat out in fifth gear and smash into a snowbank and carry on going. Like it's crazy. So much fun. So I was really looking forward to it. So when the conditions were like that and they had to shorten everything and stuff like that, like I get like it was difficult because the, the show must go on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we had a good, and that was, uh, I think I got fifth there, I think. Um, but yeah, another solid kind of finish, like good for, for points for the championship and good to keep learning the car and, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, we had a good start, but yeah, I mean, things happen and, we went to we actually went to West, we went to West Cork. We had two day testing in West Cork, and we were there. And then they they kind of 
stopped it on what was it on the Friday so I woke up like literally not even heard it like I don't really watch the news and stuff like that too much um what about when you were on it recently you obviously watched yourself then hopefully <laughs> with all your family I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch myself you didn't watch it no no, no, no I just cringe absolutely cringe yeah I just yeah I don't like it We'll but, come back uh, to that. <laughs> but yeah, we went to West Court. We did two day tests. Like the car felt insane. Like it was so like I was so prepared for it. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, disaster struck. We were out there two days. Had to get back. We we, we might have got stuck out there and blah blah blah. So yeah, that feels like ages ago now. That mm. like that is that was the beginning of March. Was it? Yeah, beginning of yeah. March. So, yeah. Yeah. You're pretty used to going abroad anyway, just from the experience you had over the last few years. And you said, obviously, you've had a, a challenging year so far, although it's been exciting for you, but lots of kind of new things for you. What do you take from Prefix experience or what do you take from home to kind of give you a little bit of security and maybe comfort, like just to give you a bit of something before you go out? Have you got any particular routine or something you take with you or particular place you like to stay? Like that kind of thing. Um... Have I got a I have got a routine at the start of a stage. I always like a routine, not not too kind of not too ritual as such, because sometimes you can't do exact. But from twenty seconds down, like you, if you're not sorted out by then, and you're happy to go into stage, then you've got a problem. So I always go from like James, my co-driver, always counts me from thirty twenty. So from there, I like like to do like a bit of something with my hands and stuff, and think right, right, you're ready to go. Um, when I go away, like I used to always wear, I know this is a bit cringe, but I always used to wear the same boxes, always. So I'd always have to wear the same boxes like every day. So like when I went rallying, like I'd obviously want them when I come back, but when we're there, like it might get washed like halfway through the event or something. Not for the recce, but for the event. And then I thought, this is getting out around now. Like they started to get a bit of rip in them and stuff like that. And I looked at them and what thought- What did you do? How did you, how did you get rid of them? Because I actually, I, admittedly, I have the same thing, not boxes, but yeah, I've still you have to go right One day you have to just so you know what, like, because I think, I think it's great to have certain things and to have like, you like say your comfort blanket as such. But I think, what if, they ripped or what if it's really important day and you haven't got them then suddenly like it's and I thought I, this was only like beginning of last year I thought you know what like they have got to go so I just went to an event I picked an event and went that's it I'm not wearing no more once you get past that one event you're all right you're good to go then so it's one less thing to stress about do you get that with um, suits and boots do you get quite attached to those I'm quite is it it's like superstitious is it yeah, yeah. so like you, my grandma is very much and my dad is as well so he's like you can't cross on the stairs and you can't put new trainers on the table and stuff like that so so like I am a little bit I get that habit as far as if I've had a real good first day on a rally like or I've had a good like event or something I'll not want to change anything so I want to wear the same under armor I want to wear the same boots I want to wear them things because you think they've given me look better when really is it true? It's not. It just makes you kind of, I don't know, it just kind of soothes you a little bit, doesn't it? You say, right, I've, I've had a good day in them. I'm going to stay in that. Like, you don't want to, you don't, <laughs> I'll take probably four under underproofs with me. But, yeah, I only ever, that's only sometimes. It depends, kind of. I've tried to come away from that. I was very, very much like there because I used to be there a lot with the motocross as well. And comfort-wise, I don't, to be honest. I just, yeah. You've grown up, you've moved past it, you've left Teddy at home. 
left the Teddy at home. He he got left at home. He didn't come with me, but I still have like kind of. I think it's good to have like a ritual or something to kind of go right. Pick it. Don't pick it five ten minutes before you go into a stage because sometimes you might be rushing around like an idiot. Pick something where you know if you're gonna be sorted, and it kind of makes you just like your brain kind of zone into where you need to be. And I think from from there, I can, and also I can think it's quite good to kind of control your stress levels and stuff like that. If you can have a ritual or something, it's like a comfort blanket, isn't it? Really, yeah, if you sure. have a comfort blanket at night, you can relax and go to sleep. I just need a comfort blanket when I'm going into stays. After that, I just try and be relaxed best I can because, especially on road sections and stuff like that. And I hear people talk about, oh no, on rally days, I wake up in the morning, I am flat out rally all day, which is great. But I think. Your mind can only take so much on me personally. I can only take so much on. So from like a minute before the stage, even five minutes, obviously I don't go right minute there, but like five minutes when you're doing tire pressures, you can start to zone in a little bit. And then, then I have like that ritual to go, right, you're going to concentrate for as long as the stage. So if there's like a delay on the stage and you know you've got to wait until you go out again, how do you find that kind of non-time where you're literally just waiting? Yeah, that's difficult, but I kind of just switch off then. So it's just like, right, it's like I'm so, like, obviously I take everything really serious and I'm there to be serious, but at the same time, I, I, I perform better when I'm enjoying myself and I'm having a laugh and stuff like that. And I think sometimes that can be a little bit misconstrued as far as, oh, I don't take it serious and he's only having a bit of, which I, I am having a laugh, but I perform better when I'm like that. So... I kind of take it in steps. So when you're on the road section, you can have a little sing-along with James, tell him he's a rubbish singer and I'll have a sing to 75 or whatever. Then you get a bit closer and then you've got your helmet on and then it's getting a bit, a little bit more serious. And then when you're there, you kind of have that final thing. So when there's a bit of a delay or something, I have that final thing that's right there, that ritual that you can't kind of, you can take it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. You have to do it. Um, so... Yeah, it's difficult. I think rallying is difficult as well because things change all the time. Everything changes, you know, like it doesn't matter. There might be a delay on the stage. You might be like sat at the start line of a stage and you go, right, tyres are warm, I'm ready to go. Oh, there's a delay and you sat on the start line. And it's, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is hard. It is hard. So is it just you and your family that competes or do you have any siblings that do any kind of motorsport as well? Did your, did your dad or mum compete? Um, my dad was British champion on biking. So he was a road 400 British champion. So he did a lot of racing from, yeah, two wheels, motocross, road racing and stuff like that. So my mum's been, yeah, she's had it for years. So she's, my mum stayed, my mum likes to come away if we're going somewhere nice and tropical and the sun's nice. So she'll be there. She's really supportive, but she's just worries about me getting hurt all the time and stuff like that. But dad's always been, he comes, we, when we were a private team last year, like he was kind of like the team manager as such and very much involved and, and stuff like that. And he still is, but now he's a bit of like behind the scenes a little bit more. My brother, we both raced for, yeah, for years. And then now he's, he likes to go traveling more than he does kind of do any, he still does like bits and bobs. Like we did, <clears throat> uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year. No, last year, I think he took the Skoda out and we did Alton Park, the MSN championship. 
yeah, and I co-drove for him and yeah, he's good in a car and he just jumped in, did no testing or anything and just kind of nearly won the event. So yeah, he's pretty, pretty handy in a car. And then uh, I've got a sister, she lives in Australia. So she's, um, yeah, she. Busy being cool, sir. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, we're all very much motorsport orientated. That's all we ever talk about. That's my mum likes to get on at us and say, just talk about something else. But we just, that's it. You just. As you know, you just love it, don't you? So, yeah, for sure. And um, I made a note earlier. You said about there's no way you can kind of keep up with people at their home event. What's your favourite event? What's the one where you know that's I'm going to get in my groove today. I'm going to do well. Have you found that event yet? I haven't found that event yet. I, I have some events that I go to and think I really enjoy this event. I really love the like. I think when you know the stages and you know the stages well, that's always quite comforting as such. When you're first time there, the very first time to an event, yeah, you have your pace notes and you watch onboards and stuff like that, but you're first time through in a car and is it flat, is it not? Well, you're going to find out in about <laughs> in a couple of seconds. So I love GB. I always, it's never been kind to me and I've never had that good of results there at all. But I love GB stages, like Haffron is like insane. Like I love that stage. Like I just get goose pimples going into there just because I just, I know it quite well and I just love it. It's so fast, like real, real fast fun. Just as you imagine gravel driving, like, and GB also, you've got to kind of be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, you look out the side window and you look out, flat out in fifth gear and you're looking out the side window thinking yeah i'm gonna be all right and there's not many places you go when there's that much space and you're that sidewards and you can carry that speed through um so gb is yeah is an awesome event um and i also love epra as well like epra's not really been kind that much but my pace has always been faster um but yeah i think them two them two events are pretty i haven't got a home event really so yeah. Well, hopefully you find it in the next week. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. And hopefully GB will be kind to me one day and I can answer your question and say, yeah, yeah, I love GB. It's always been kind. I've always had really good results there. I love GB, but I don't have good results. So I can't say them together, but hopefully one day I'll be able to. I've got a bit of a weird question, so hopefully it makes sense to you. What's kind of the oddest pace note you've had? You know when you're writing a pace note and you've got something that makes sense to you and you navigate it? and no one else would actually know what on earth it means have you got anything that you've used in the past uh that is a real good question um i used to have i had the first year on um with first year in brc in the r5 with tom woodburn and um i used to have like flick through so i'd like and now when I, I watch an onboard back and I think, why did you have that? Like, it was just so, so say a corner's come and it make no sense to nobody. But to me, it's like, it's like you come into a corner, it's like there's like a corner after another, but you could argue there's always going to be a corner after another if you have three right, three left, there's a corner after that. But I was like, no, but it's different because you kind of flick it one way, then flick it another. So I used to say to him like, flick three left, three right. But I found, like, when I listen back to the onboards now, I think, why did I make him waste his breath saying that every time? Like, and it'd be like, flick five left, five right, flick this, flick that. And I used to think, oh, my God. I watched it back. I thought, why did I do that? Why? But, yeah, that's probably the only kind of, yeah, that's it, really. Nothing. And what's your plans when you get back? What's your kind of 
plan for maybe the rest of this year if we get going again and to the future? Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest question is if, isn't it? When, when we're going to go, what rally? Is it going to even be on this year, WRC? Or British? I think, I think Ypres, I think they've came out and said that that's not happening, which is in the end of June anyway. I mean, we're at the start of May, so that was unrealistic in, in my opinion anyway, because it just feels that motorsport is going to be all sport. Not mo- not all sport, but motorsport is going to be difficult to kind of come back um, with these new rules and stuff, with the, with the social distance and everything like that. So I think it'd be difficult, but... Yeah, I'm raring to go, like, already. I mean, if I'm honest, like, when we first stopped, when we first said, right, no rallying for a bit, it was a little bit refreshing, just to kind of, not refreshing, but it was just good to gather your thoughts, get things sorted out, Um, because we've got a car down in the workshop as well. So the workshop was, like, overrun, like, we had stuff everywhere, and it was just a bit of a hole, to be fair. So it's been good to kind of sit back, reflect, properly debrief your events, properly go through all them events, sort things out. And now I'm getting to the point now where playing on the simulators, not quite cutting it and I want to get back out in the rally car. So yeah, it's, it'd be great if WRC get going again. It'd be great if British Championship get going again. It's just difficult because I think the British is like six rounds. So we've missed the West Cork, we've missed. And is there enough weekends for them to reschedule, to like push it back? So we're either going to be really busy or on pretty much every single weekend rallying so they can shove all the rallies in or we're just going to just see how it goes. But wherever, I'll be itching to get out in a car wherever I can, when I can. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to play it by ear. But, yeah, at first it was nice to kind of just sort everything out. Now I've got a bit more of a clear mind and stuff and debriefed everything, and which I always do, but because it was Monty... Cambria and Sweden real close together and then West Cork like it's like you finish Cambrian and you're straight to Sweden you finish Sweden you're straight to West Cork so you're prepping for West Cork you don't really want to waste time debriefing Sweden but at the same time you don't want to waste all that kind of you know all that experience you've gained you want to kind of file it and document it and make sure you have it um, so so yeah you'll have to tell me at any point if I ramble on a bit because I do get told that <laughs> it's absolutely fine it's really interesting what you're saying it's really interesting um although you've just distracted what I was going to ask then um no um oh fine what was I going to ask oh obviously so what have you been doing to try and keep focused apart from going on television and being a superstar on ITV (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that um yeah uh I've just been been fitness has been like Eating a lot, to be fair, I admit, like I've been eating. I think what have every, you been eating? I think everyone's going to the fridge to just comfort themselves a little bit and also a little bit of boredom sometimes. You just open the fridge and look in the fridge and go, nah, I'm all right. Or you go and go, ah, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. So, yeah, I've been, I have been eating quite a lot. I have been eating good, but also eating not the best because James, my brother, he likes to eat a lot of crap as well. So I'm pretty, I've got a bit of a sweet too. So I like to eat chocolate. And my go-to at the minute is, which I love, is Greek yogurt, strawberries and meringue. It is so nice. Like, it's like every, the healthier version of eat a mess, isn't it? Eat a mess, exactly, exactly. So that's kind of my go-to at the minute. 
Um, so I have that, and then I might have a little bit of bar of chocolate. But yeah, I'm just trying to just stay fit and stay. I put on, I put on quite. My 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 friend's got a gym, and he owns a he owns a CrossFit gym. So, well, yeah. So um, I go there a lot, and I would kind of, I wasn't getting massive, but I was getting quite heavy. Like I was bulking up because the stuff you're doing there is intense, and you know you're doing strength and stuff like that which I love. I love the competitive nature of it and you can race through and, and stuff like that. So I've been, when this kind of, and that gym show, I've been trying to concentrate more on doing long endurance stuff like running, cycling, which I did do a little bit. So I have kind of lost a bit of weight and stuff and kind of concentrated on that a little bit. Um, and also as well, like just recently been looking at maybe doing something for charity as well. So something to do with maybe like a long distance something or something like that, like fitness wise. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. And then also with the simulator, trying to just stay sharp as I can and get that feeling. And I know we were speaking a little bit before, but with dirt, like you go into the stage and you only get one pass through and you're racing against your mates. So you don't want to lose. And yeah, you get a little bit of that feeling. I actually did that ritual we were talking about earlier. I did it once before because I really, proper wanted to do well. I thought, right, I'm going to get into my zone now. I'm going to do this. <laughs> well, what an absolute gym, but yeah, it's good fun. You, was, you did ever so well, so you hadn't played that much. You said before we started recording this, you hadn't actually done that much practice before you did the, the esports thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I just, there was word on the street that they were going to do something. Um, so I got myself set up and thought, well, if you're going to do it, try and do it right. And I'd add, I had a little bit of a blast on there. Like if I'm friend come round to my house, we'd go on like a set special stage in Sweden. Just, you don't have to listen to notes or anything like that. You just have a blast through, turn it off and that was it. Or you just turn it on and go, Hey, up, I'm on this game. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Show off a bit. <laughs> kettle on. So, um, yeah. So when I heard about that, like I, got, I could not get the wheel to work. Like I just couldn't get like before, as it went, it was, I found out about the, the maybe doing the championship. So a group of my friends, we've, we all bought WRC. I had WRC anyway. Set up a WhatsApp group. And we literally, every night when we got an isolation, we went online, went on Zoom, jumped on and says, right, we're going to do Rally Mexico tonight. And you go through, you get two passes. We properly did it. You know, like my brother got a spreadsheet out. and We did power stage points. <laughs> no, a spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd send out an Excel spreadsheet in the morning from like the the stage the the night before's rally, and we had like it was good form, but that was good to kind of learn the stages on the controller. And then when I heard it was ramping up a little bit more to right, it's going to happen. That's when I got the wheel. But I was pretty good on it with the controller, but I just couldn't get the same times on the wheel. I couldn't get the consistency. So I started that esports because it came so quick. Like I thought. I'm pretty quick with the controller, so I started with the controller. So I did qualifying, sat on my simulator behind the wheel with the controller because <laughs> I was just quicker on that. Um, and then once I got past the qualifying, I just thought, you know what, like I need to master this wheel. Like I need to, and then I had a little bit more into the settings and stuff. And yeah, pretty much lived on it. It was pretty stressful. Like I was saying to a friend of mine, I said, it's like going back to uni, you know, like uni, you'd have. I, me, me and my brother used to call it the cloud. We went part-time uni and did a business management degree. And we went part-time, so we went at night, and you, we called it the cloud. So the cloud would come over when you have an assignment to do. And the cloud wouldn't lift until you had the assignment done. It felt a little bit, you know, when you have to do something, and you want to, it sometimes yeah. feels a little bit like a chore. 
And this is what it felt like. It felt like when it was nice and sunny, we're fortunate to live near the countryside. So the sun, yeah, we're on isolation, but you can go outside and do like play football or whatever. And I was sat on the PlayStation with the sun brightening my face. It just felt a little bit like I would be naughty a little bit because you shouldn't really be on your PlayStation when the sun's shining. You should be outside, playing outside as your mum. <laughs> you mom. definitely should be, yeah. Yeah, and also, it just felt like I was missing out. But yeah, anyway, I'm rambling again. No, not at all. I was going to say everyone's going to come back from isolation with a suntan, but you're just going to come back looking quite pasty with really big red eyes. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to come back with. That's it. No, no, it's, it shows that you're really human as well. And it's good for other people to relate to how you had to make that transition. So actually, no, it's actually quite interesting. Um, also, if you could just tell me, what advice would you give to aspiring drivers? What, simulators or just drive? Let's go for a bit of both. Simulators, practice, 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 and you get there eventually. Um, and driving is similar, I think, but I think you've got to, it's about when, I think when people think, right, I want to drive a car fast, which I think driving a car fast is, I think it's great to kind of start at go-karting and you get in a car and you, you, you know, you can start to, everything's quite raw in a go-kart, you know, the, the, cause it's, everything's very close to you, very low to the ground and, and, and stuff like that. Everything's raw as far as like, if you turn, it'll slide a little bit and you can catch it. And, and you're doing the same things, but just on a smaller scale. Um, and it's just time. It's just looking in and researching and seeing different driving techniques and being smooth and being, even driving your road car. You know, you can, you can drive your road car. You don't have to drive at 50 miles an hour through it to drive fast. You don't have to do that. You can do the speed limit, but you can think a little bit about, right, my racing line on it. I'm not meaning go off onto the side of the curb. I'm using the white lines and you're going to drive down, down the road at 30 miles an hour. You're not doing anything illegal whatsoever, but you think, where am I going to turn in? What's my input like with my steering? What, what am I doing with my hands? What am I thinking about? Where am I even trail braking and stuff? You know, you can practice these little things, these little techniques when you're driving the road and also your pace notes as well. Like I used to, I don't do it as much now, but I used to like go around and make pace notes and think about what pace note I make on that and think about what pace note, obviously still concentrating on what I'm doing and you've got to be safe on the road. Don't get me wrong. I don't want, you to say right i were doing a racing line on i'm not doing that i'm just trying to kind of perfect them little things that all count when you get into a rally car um or any car really so yeah i mean i might have got a bit sidetracked what was the question yes that's <laughs> <laughs> no, fine what was it? was it how would you get into it or how would you no, what adv was... advice that's that's perfect uh, we've just said is spot on I can completely relate to you what you do on the road, but it literally sounds like you don't ever switch off. You can't though. I don't think you can ever switch off. I don't think you can ever, you can never do too much. I think you have to have downtime. You have to have like, you have to have downtime because you just burn yourself out. But I don't think you can ever do too much. You can never do too much prep. You can never do too much YouTube stuff. You can never do too much like just watching anything or learning anything. And you just got to kind of try and be as a sponge and absorb as much as you can to, anything and did you start your most sport career karting then uh no i i raced bikes for years and then um we always went go-karting just because dad was into go-karting and stuff like that and we did like the odd track day and, and stuff and we did um the palmer sport as well was like the first time i kind of driven 
something racy. Um, and Does then, that appeal to you actually racing? Just out of interest. Um, I know you said you race bikes. I've raced bikes. I think I'd love to do some single seat stuff. When the Palmer Sport was the first real time, I don't. They have a single seat. I think it's a F three thousand maybe or a Formula three thousand or something. And that thing, single seater, is just insane. Like I love it. Like it is so much fun with it. You have. I mean, I'm talking aero, not really like properly aero, but you have like little bits of like faster you go through, you go in a Le Mans car, two-seater before with an instructor and they're saying, right, in the single seater and I got to, we've done it probably three or four times now. Uh, it's amazing, like something like that or even an experience day or, or something like that is, is really good and it makes you think, I could do a bit of, I fancy a bit of circuit racing because I do sometimes miss that, I do miss that from racing, you know, seeing people on the track and racing people on the track and actually physically seeing people on a rally. You're always against the clock. You know, you don't really know where you are. You have your splits and bits and bobs that you can see, but you never see anyone on the stage. Um, so, so yeah, it'd be nice to do. It would be good to do, but obviously my focus and stuff is on, on rallying at the minute. And that's the, that's the goal. So then just going back a little bit, you did some of the Palmer sports stuff and then you did a few track days what was your next step then um so the next step then was <clears throat> my brother kind of stopped racing and he didn't want to race bikes and you get to that age on a motocross bike where falling off and hurting yourself and banging and breaking your arms and stuff like that eventually you start to kind of start thinking is it not is it worth it that's the wrong but you know what are you doing it for and where where's it going I still get my bike out, still have a blast, but I don't push it to the point where I'm going to smash myself up at any point. And that's what I used to do. Um, so when we kind of did that, um, a friend just let us kind of drive a bit of a rally car. We're quite close to, to Dan Sport. And then the Suzuki Swift kind of came on the scene because dad was always pushing for, dad was always pushing for us to come away from Eve race bikes. <laughs> he was like, he hammered himself on a bike, broke his ankles and everything, but he didn't like it. You know, he didn't like us. A close friend of ours got paralyzed and just little things like that. What make you just kind of change your outlook on certain things. Next minute we got a Suzuki Swift, um, for, for Christmas. And dad was kind of pushing us to kind of not pushing us, but saying, have a go in this, you know, have a go in it. You know, it's try it. You don't want to. And at the time I was still racing a little bit as well. Um, it's a little bit safer in the roll cage. Don't get me wrong, you can still hurt yourself, but it's a bit safer, the roll cages round you. So we did the Cambrian in 2013 and dipped my toe in the water a little bit there and just kind of went from there, really. But the biggest change was where I kind of thought, you know what, like I love this, was when we did 2015, we did the R2 Championship. Um, the B10 at BTRDA, it was there wasn't any British or anything like that so we just started the championship and we didn't even plan on doing it all we just literally went you know what we're going to go and do the Malcolm Wilson and see how it goes and it just went well and just just went from there really um, it was actually it's quite funny really that I'm now racing against Tom Cave but I can remember we went to I'll never forget we went to uh, Sweet Lamb which I didn't really know what Sweet Lamb was really we're going to go to somewhere in Wales in, in the rally car. Dad had kind of organised it because he wanted us to kind of get into it a little bit. He probably regrets us getting into it as much as we <laughs> have. <laughs> um, I think Ryan all dad's Champion. motorsport do. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Champion, because we set up with Ryan Champion. Can you remember at, the, at GB? At yes. GB, 
the and I can't remember if I actually said that to him on that night, but he sat next to me in the Suzuki Swift, and the same day Tom Cave was testing the R2 for the Drive DMAC, which is now the Juniors, which is what Tom Williams does. Yeah. So and what Oshan won. Yeah, and what Oshan won. I think Oshan won it, didn't he? Um and um and yeah, and um he was there in the R2. And I'd never really seen like a sequential like R2 like rally car like that before. And I'm like, oh my like and Tom could drive it, you know, and he came flying past us when we were watching him, like, oh my god, that is that is insane. That is well cool. So it kind of just went from there, really. So yeah, it's weird how things happen, isn't it? And now you know how things kind of progress. But at least you've got a roll cage around you now. So your dad should yeah, be happy. Exactly. Hopefully your mum as well. Safer now. A little bit safer, except for now we're like flying at chuffing 120 mile an hour or whatever it is down through some trees. So I don't know if dad kind of regrets that. But anyway, we are where we are. That was, that was brilliant. No, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to stop you there, I think, just because of timing with the, the Zoom. But um, but otherwise, thank you ever so much. And is there anything that you want to say or any anything else that you think is worthwhile just telling to any up-and-coming inspiring no, yeah, you just got to just kind of just keep at it and just try and do, try and get out in whatever you can and do whatever you can to kind of, yeah, just have a blast in anything. If you can go go karting or, or whatever. And yeah, I think it's that's the biggest thing and just try and just absorb as much as you can. But yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. I know I ramble on way too much. No, I might have to have you on for part two. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I can just talk. The part, two, <laughs> part three, part four, I can just talk away. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, yeah, maybe we should have a whole series of it. But thank you ever so much, Ola. <laughs> no, no worries. Thanks a lot. And that was Reese. Now, I think just doing these podcasts, one of the best things for me, you realise just how nice some people in motorsport are. What a fantastic guy Reese was and what a really interesting uh, interview that was and some really honest stuff again. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting my podcast. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch, then just message me on Instagram at jadepavedemotorsport. Thank you to my podcast sponsors, Forest Experience Rally School and Test Venue and to Group of Motorsport. Stay safe. And on the next podcast, um, we have got someone a little bit different from the other side of um, motorsport. And we've also got some legends coming to the show as well. So I'm really excited about that. Speak to you guys soon. Bye.